Friends, here we go. Welcome to the Morning Brew with Stu. As always, I'm your host, Stuart Brooking, and we're getting into it. I mean, we're getting down. After this week, we will be inside the top 20 quarterbacks on my top 32 NFL quarterback countdown list. I just released earlier today. I'm recording this on Tuesday, so I guess technically yesterday by the time you hear this, Quarterbacks 24 through 21. And joining me as he always does here for this list, the one, the only, Jeff Hunt. Hey, thanks for having me on again, man. This is this is awesome. It's uh it's so cool because we, you know, we're coming off the NBA finals, and it's kind of a this is kind of like for us, you know, football kind of centric podcasters and you know content creators this is kind of the law and this is exactly when we need this content and then stuff like this just brings it right back up to the surface and you know and gets us re-energized for it so your fans should be very thankful that you're doing this for them yeah i do this every year this is the thing that i enjoy doing i do it at this time every year because you know you get the rookies already draft like if i did it before april it wouldn't necessarily be accurate because you know then you got to calculate the rookies all that kind of stuff but i like doing it this time of year because right when the finals end you really start to get a little bit of something to look forward to well just for those for those of you who did not see my list i'm going to run through quarterbacks 24 through 21 and then we'll we'll talk about each one like we always do quarterback number 24 was mitchell trubisky the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 23, Justin Fields, the Bears starting quarterback. 22, Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars starting quarterback and a guy who lost 70% of his paycheck in Bitcoin. And then the <laughs> final guy on the list before we crack the top 20, the Jets starting quarterback, Zach Wilson. So Jeff, let's start at 24, Mitchell Trubisky. This one... I think is a shocker. And I battled back and forth a lot between the spots of 27 and 24 to where exactly I wanted to put Mitchell Trubisky. And the, the ultimate reason I decided to put Trubisky where he, where he is, is I watched a lot of the tape and in watching the Trubisky tape. I also watched Justin Fields tape at the same time. And what I realized was, it was more of the Bears than it was Mitchell Trubisky. And I'm not saying Trubisky's not to blame. I would say it's it was probably 60-40 Bears Trubisky. I you know he makes some bad decisions at times. He's in he's inconsistent with his level of play. Sometimes he plays well, and you look at him, you say, This guy's a guy that could lead your team to the Super Bowl for the next 10 years. And then he makes other guy, makes other plays, and you look at him and you say, Man, how the heck did this guy ever get a starting job? But the one thing I noticed, see, I started to hear a lot of stuff on Twitter and everywhere else about Mitchell Trubisky and the, and the Buffalo Bills. And here's the thing, Jeff. If teams don't like a quarterback, their backup quarterback, they're not going to talk about him. He's a backup. Why are we even going to bother him? But a lot of things you hear out of Buffalo, a lot of things you heard was, man, this guy's smart. This guy can throw the ball well. This guy can do all these things. We believe in this guy. There's a reason Brian Dayball wanted to take him to New York. I have more to say, but and kind of in the scheme situations with the Bears, we'll get into that here in a minute. I just want to hear your thoughts real quick on, on quarterback number 24, Mitchell Trubisky. 
th- this definitely surprised me. But what's what's funny about it is Trubisky is one of these guys, and he's kind of he, in a couple of years he might reach that. I don't know, sort of gets in that Ryan Fitzpatrick zone as to where we're like, hey, like for some reason in the back of our mind, we think this guy's a good quarterback. And then when they ask you why, you're like, no, why? I just I just kind of think he is because he's hanging around, you know, he's doing things. Um, the uh, the McCown, the McCown brothers were like that. It's like, I don't know. The guy's still around. He's still playing. I just think he's a good quarterback. And they're like, well, name something that he does really well. And you're like, well, I just can't. Trubisky came in. I really liked him. Actually, as a rookie, I was really high on him. Like, okay, what, you know, surprise pick out of North Carolina, but I get it. And then, you know, you know, things just never, you know, came to fruition. He seems to struggle big time with, I don't know what we want to call it, either decision-making. I think the, I think the Chicago bears may have one of the worst offensive schemes over the last few years and in, in, in all of football. it's just, I don't know how anybody six, can succeed, you know, in that position, but then it was just like, well, we know what he's going to do. He's going to look the part and then he's going to make horrible decisions, horrible throws and not put his team, you know, in position to win the game. And uh, it kind of reminds me, I don't know. There was a guy decades ago his name was bernie kosar uh had some really great seasons now he had some really great seasons with the browns but he was never a good quarterback physically a good quarterback but every team he would go to he would go to teams with really great quarterbacks like dan you know he played for the dolphins with dan marino dan marino will tell you that bernie kosar was one of the smartest quarterbacks he ever played with um he went to dallas cowboys and troy aikman will tell you the same thing it's like trubisky might be one of these guys that has just he he knows that he's he's a coach not a player is that if that makes any sense and you know i think he's in a perfect spot with pittsburgh but i just there's something that doesn't click there on the football field that, that holds him back that being said i am surprised on your particular list that if if he was at 21 i i would probably make more sense than at 24 here's the thing jeff i the reason he's at 24 is I can't, you know, I didn't put him higher, any higher than this or because it was, you know, I I do ultimately, I can't, I can't look past what his past is and I have to go by off of what I've seen lately. Do you think you've seen, do you think you've seen his ceiling is what I would ask you or, or, or I don't, I don't, this here, let me get into this. The Bears scheme, and this is where I'm going to get into why I put Trubisky at 24, is the Bears scheme was we're going to put three, four receivers out there. One receiver, you run this way. You run that way. The other one run this way. Uh, Trubisky, figure it out. That's what they – there was no, like, okay, if it's cover two, you go here. If it's cover three, you go here. You saw that a lot with Justin Fields last year, too, and that's not great. For a young quarterback, that's not great for a quarterback who's still trying to learn the NFL, which is where we saw some of the struggles last year. Because, or with Trubisky was in Chicago, it was okay. I know coach said to figure something out, but these routes don't really match up to the coverage that's coming up. So, what do I do? What decision do I make? Oh crap, here comes the D end. I got hit, the ball's on the ground, I fumbled. Oh my, like that's that's a lot of. You know, when you play football, I, I never played at the professional level, but I played at high school. And the one thing your coaches teach you is if you're thinking, you can't play fast. 
So if he has to sit there and he has to think about his reads and, okay, where should I go here? Because I wasn't, you know, there's no system for this route versus cover two. It's just throw it wherever, all this kind of stuff. Then you kind of struggle. And people are going to be like, well, I'm about to say, people are going to be like, well, it's just a preseason. But Dak Prescott got a bunch of hype in the preseason. (laughs) And everybody was talking about how great Dak Prescott is. But you watch him in the preseason with Buffalo. And he's saying, okay, look, cover two here. Dayball said if it's cover two, you hit this route. Oh, look, it's open. Bang. He, he's showing he knows how to read defenses. He's showing he knows how to do these different types of things because he's actually in a system and a structure that allows him to read defenses, that allows him to pick apart coverages, that allows him to dictate what he wants to do to football based off of what the defense is running as opposed to trying to play that backyard style that Matt Nagy had Trubisky playing in Chicago. Yeah, that, and that was always the thing with Chicago, and whether it was Trubisky or Fields, the, the defense, the, the opposing defense, it, it was never – They, they never, never had to targeted it, the defense's weakness. Exactly. They never had to figure anything out. They knew exactly where the ball was going to be. Like, you go back to watch some of those games with Fields, in it, and we'll talk about him in a minute, but we're talking about Chicago. The same thing with Trubisky. It was like when the ball was snapped – the defense knew exactly what was going to happen, which is what you're talking about. There was, you know, a huge coaching, you know, deficit right there, which is again, why I think, and I, and I, again, the criteria is coming into the 2022 season. Where do I think Trubisky's at? I, so I'll say both things. I think he could have a really good season with Pittsburgh because of everything. Everything is laid out for him to have a successful season. I mean, a bad season in Pittsburgh is nine wins. You know what I mean? So he should be set up for a chance to to play really well. But I they almost also went to see, a playoffs with a guy named Duck Hodges. So what's that tell you? Exactly. So, but I also see how that doesn't mean that he will play well. And I know you're not gonna you're not gonna give credit to where if he fights through a season and they exactly. have some things go the right way and the Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, you're not giving you're saying how a quarterback plays. So when I look at that side of it, I'm like, okay, I could see Trubisky not being very good at all and the team possibly making the playoffs. So here's I, 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 I see where you're going with it, even though I think I personally think that I would flip this and I would, I might have Trubisky at 21, um, you know, on, on this list, but the semantics you'd have him higher. I, I think I would, I think uh, just, just this year, but then it's hard for me to, to remove myself from, the team he's going to play for. If I, and if I put them all in the, you know, if we put them all in the ball and, and spin it around and whoever comes out, your starting quarterback, if you ask me, do I want Trubisky or Lawrence, then yeah, I'm taking Lawrence. So then I agree with you. So I think that Trubisky might have a more successful season this year, but I also agree that he may not be the better quarterback, but I do think that if I was ranking him, I think I would definitely have him above fields. And I think I would have him above, think i would have him above wilson we'll have that conversation here in a couple minutes i don't i'm i'm just not where at with wilson where you are but you're going to tell me why i'm wrong and that's why i loved on this show you want my hot take for 20 my early hot 2022 <laughs> always always loves Stu's hot takes i think this is true the starting quarterback position in pittsburgh is trubisky's job to lose and i don't think he loses it all season Okay. I think Pittsburgh made a mistake in drafting Kenny Pickett. And I say that because you get a guy who can do the same things Kenny Pickett can do from the speed, making all the throws, except 
he's got a bigger arm. You know how I was talking about the Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter thing, and people yeah. are going to be sitting there watching the ball leave Ritter's hand and say, how come this guy <laughs> isn't our quarterback? Same thing's going to happen in Pittsburgh. They're going to watch the ball leave Trubisky's hands because he's got a big arm, and they're going to watch it leave his hands. They're going to say, that that looks different than it does coming out of Kenny Pickett's hands. And people are going to be like, we spent a first-round pick on that guy? How, how much of an upgrade is Trubisky over 2021 uh, Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, is it a significant upgrade? I think so, too. I think Because I he can hit those you. deep balls. He can spread the defense out. He can do the things that Big Ben couldn't do last year, yeah. which made them so predictable, I mean, yet it, somehow I mean, they still made the playoffs. Ben had one of the worst arms in football last year. I mean, it, that was devastatingly rough season for offense could be explosive, explosive next year. You get Najee Harris going, you get these receivers, Trubisky taking the top off of defenses. If he's playing well, like I think he will, this offense in Pittsburgh. So we're going to, so here's, so here's what we're talking about is will Trubisky figure it out and not make the mistakes. That's it. It's about decision. making. I think so. We, we, we've talked about, it. he's got the weapons. He's got the arm. He's got the coaches. Will he make? Will he not make the the big mistakes? Which is sometimes he tends to do. You, and you literally cannot do that in the NFL. You can't make big. If you throw two interceptions in the game, like your your chances to win that game just dwindles. So that's the question for Trubisky is uh, his decision making. I agree. All right, quarterback twenty three, your boy. <laughs> My my guy, Mo's boy. This is Mo's, Mo's boy, boy, Justin Fields. I feel like a lot last year, I guess two years ago, heading into the draft process, I had to defend. I felt like I was defending Justin Fields because of all the Zach Wilson's QB2 talk, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I felt like overall is that Justin Fields is the better quarterback, even though I have Zach Wilson ahead of him right now. I do think ultimately when their careers were said and done, Justin Fields is going to be the better quarterback, and it's going to be proven that he should have been the second quarterback off the board. Here's the thing with Justin. I questioned Justin Fields' decision-making and those type of things, especially after watching the Indiana game and especially after watching the Northwestern game at times. It was ugly. Like, it was really, really bad when he got pressure on him. But Jeff... I mean, last year, I think his decision-making was all right. Like, I don't think it was terrible. I felt like he made good decisions. I worried about his mechanics. A lot like a guy we're going to, you know, yeah. because he's not on the list of yet, because he hasn't been revealed yet. Obviously, a guy we're going to talk about later on, Carson Wentz. At times, he's all arm. And what that can do, and the problems we have with Carson Wentz, the Colts did was on those five-yard outlaws, out routes when we need you to throw or those slant routes when we need you to let the ball go quick what happens your arm comes forward and it kind of it's really awkward it works as an independent contractor at times i say that all the time <laughs> body your arm isn't connected with your body when it flows so it kind of works as an independent contractor which can cause balls to fly high or low and you saw that a lot at ohio state but he he fixed it i feel like in chicago and I just think another year of understanding the defense or understanding the offense, another year of playing in the NFL, realizing how the speed works now, all those kinds of things. I think this could be a big year for Justin Fields. 
Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, we had a lot of discussions about Justin. You know, it's funny. We, we got three of the rookie quarterbacks from last year coming into this. We had a lot of discussions about Justin. Um, I, you know, I agree with, you know, the speed the game was going to take. Now, I was and last year I, I was proven wrong about this. But when we talked about the speed of the game and how long he waited on a play, I was always like, well, yeah, he plays for Ohio State somebody's going to break free and he's going to hit that deep ball. And he did time after time after time he did. Um, you know, if you look at his first season in Ohio state, you know, it was, it was amazing. Like, you know, if you give him an extra second, it was a touchdown. And a lot of people said, well, yeah, but that's not going to work in the NFL. I, I didn't disagree, but my argument then was, well, what is he supposed to do? Check down when he knows Alave is going to have a 60 yard touchdown. Of course yeah. he's not. But I will say that that did show up a little bit last year, and the speed of the game did catch up with him, just like yes. everybody told me. Full disclosure, I will say that he had a tough rookie season. I didn't think he would be great in his rookie year. I knew he was a kid that you know needed a, a what we just talked about. A lot of these guys don't get is why they're so low on the list, is they needed the good coaching, they needed the good scheme, they needed to be in an environment where they could succeed Chicago was a horrible place for any quarterback any quarterback to try and do anything so you know I it, he, he did take you know take some lumps I do think he's still good I think 23 I would consider that a, a success at your ranking I would I would say fields at 23 I'm projecting the next three guys 23 22 21 mm -hmm. and projecting a little bit yeah and, but but I do see like fields does like I know that you know, I know the, the, the qualities that he does have, and it's not just being a high state fan. It's having eyeballs. It's everybody thought that he was, a, you know, one of the best quarterbacks coming out of high school, one of the best quarterbacks in college, you know, history. If you look at his two years, it's just the truth. So I don't, I don't have a problem with him being in the, you know, in the mid twenties on your list. I think if Chicago takes, took this whole year, he's, he feels like a guy who will invest in it. You know, I, I haven't heard anything negative about about fields for the last, you know, 16 months. And he got these brains beat in last year, you know, but uh, I didn't hear a lot of negativity coming out. It, it feels like he is their quarterback going into this season. So so I can see how the you know, he can build the system. He's taking all the reps and, you know, and so forth. So I, I would say 23 is fair, but I also think that would be the max for Justin Fields this year. If you told me at the end of 2022 he was the 23rd best quarterback, I'd go, all right, that's that's a, that's a starting point. So I don't I don't have a whole lot of argument about it. You know, he just because he's going to make the splash plays, he's going to speed up a little bit. You know, he's going to have a better feel for the game. He's going to be more physically developed. He's not an old quarterback. You know, he was. You know, this is this will technically be his fifth year out of high school going into this season. So, you know, like, a, you know, a couple of these other guys, especially Zach Wilson, like, you know, he's a young guy and that just physically will develop. So I, I definitely see I definitely see fields in this zone here. If you had him at 24, I wouldn't argue at 23. I would say, man, good for you. Yeah. And here's the thing with Justin Fields. At the end of the day, I think Justin improved and I think. He will continue to improve. Now, I didn't take this into consideration. Again, everybody on my list plays for the same team on the exactly. same roster. But when I look at his roster and I look at how that might affect him going forward, that they didn't give him much to work with on the wide yep. receiver front. And that worries me about a guy who I'm high on. And I, I went to 
I went to bat for a lot during the draft season saying that this guy was clearly the number two quarterback in the league or in the draft. It was him and Trevor Lawrence, and then there was a gap, and it was Zach Wilson. And you you might look at my quarterback rankings, I have Zach Wilson ahead, and you'd be like, well, looks like you were wrong there. But I, like I said earlier, I think Justin Fields, he's Cam Newton just with a with a better – he can throw better. Like he's Cam Newton in a smaller body who can throw the ball better than Cam can. At the end of the day, that's what he brings. And if he puts it all together and they give him some weapons, this is a guy who in the future I could see winning the league MVP. He kind of reminds me just he reminds me of a guy that's like he's he's a he's a, a he's a point guard in the NBA that you get the right team around him, you know, in, in the right setup, he's he's gonna succeed. You know what I mean? He's he's not a he's not a shooting guard in the NBA that's gonna get you 50. You know, he's a point guard that's gonna make the right decision. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna get you big layups, uh, a Drew Holiday type of guy. Like yeah. you can win a championship with Drew Holiday. It has to be the right setup in the, in the right place. I, I do not see him, you know, when he retires as being one of the all-time leading pass numbers, guys like a Drew Brees or a Peyton Manning or something like that. But that doesn't mean that he can't, you know, have, a, have some good playoff runs and, and, you know, a shot at a Super Bowl at some point in his career. Um, you know, he's just, he, he's a talented guy, but he's going to need a team or he, I don't, a lot of, you know, and it's hard. A lot of quarterbacks can't carry a team. I mean, outside of the freaks like Mahomes or, or those guys that we're going to talk about here in a few weeks, a lot of guys can't carry their team to a Super Bowl by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Quarterback number 22. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Jeff, when we did the preview show, Trevor Lawrence is one of the guys that said I was wrong on. I, I went back and listened to last year's pod when I did Trevor Lawrence, and I said Trevor Lawrence coming out of the NFL draft the day he got drafted was a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. Mm, he was not. And statistically and completion percentage-wise, he was the worst quarterback in the NFL <laughs> until he got to week 17. Then he was <sighs> somehow Tom freaking Brady. I don't know how that happened, but – Actually, I do know how that happened, but long story short, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is, was mentioned by guys like me and everybody else as being the next Andrew Luck, being that once-in-a-generation talent that we only see come around every 10 years. That's what Trevor was supposed to be. I don't know how any quarterback has success in what he had to deal with last year with an incompetent clown, Ronald McDonald being his head coach for the first half of the year. And then you get, and then you look at it and somehow he still played a great first half versus the Cincinnati Bengals on a Thursday night. Looked absolutely yeah. amazing. Then fell apart the second half. Not sure what happened there. Oh, wait, I do know again, as clown as a head coach, <laughs> I'm not blaming it all on, on urban Meyer. I'm not saying it's all urban's fault because there's a lot of stuff in there. Just like we talked about with Justin Fields, learning how to recognize the defense and what the defense is trying to do to you, understanding the, the speed of the NFL and how much different it is from, you know, college and then understanding what open is in the NFL. Like in, in yeah. college open is two to five yards open in the NFL is barely a yard. <laughs> 
Like, you're going to have to be able to complete a throw with a guy who's on your receiver by a yard. And Lawrence at times struggled with that. He's got some mechanical issues I think he's going to work on this year. His wind-up's a little long, which causes yeah. some of those out routes to be either picked off or, or batted down because he doesn't get it out of his hands quick enough. Yeah, I agree. We, that was something about Lawrence that we've talked to for a couple of years now is that is that wind up. And I and I, you know, I beat the drum on it when it was him versus Fields and there was supposed to be this huge gap. And I'm like, man, the way he drops that ball behind him, you know, and that, that big wind up in the NFL is tough. And I, and another thing that works against these guys, and it's it's not their fault. They're so good. They go to great teams. You know, you talk about a guy like Lawrence, you talk about a guy like Fields, that they also Every play, you know, every almost every player on their offense, if they can get the ball to them, can take can take it for a touchdown. Like it, anywhere on the field, it doesn't matter. And that's a big difference in the NFL is when you check down in the NFL, most likely that guy is tackled. So those those you know missed tackles, like you know when you're throwing it out there to Travis Etienne and at Clemson, and you know he shakes a guy, and then it's a thirty yard you know, pass completion and the NFL, typically that's just punting. Like you're going to punt on the next down. So, you know, a lot of these guys are victims, you know, of the teams they played for before they got there. And, you know, all they know, like, you know, Justin Fields knows like, well, I pitch it over here, you know, as long as Garrett Wilson is in the, the ballpark, he's going to catch it. Now, all of a sudden I had a 25 yard completion. That's where in the NFL, it's like, okay, you got two yards, it's it's either you know it's the next down so that, i think that factors into a lot of this and lawrence i think was big for that like his offenses at clemson were just they were just unstoppable especially the first couple years as to where he never and you saw it show up when he, you know his last you know, his last season he plays the high state in the playoffs or the last game against lsu it showed up when things started to get closer in talent it, it exposed him a little bit um, you know, because when those big holes weren't there, then he's just standing there holding the football. And, you know, that's a little bit what happens to these rookies. And that happened to Lawrence a lot last year. He, he, he never really quite, he never really quite figured out how to speed up his game and to, and to figure out like, it doesn't matter. I've always said this, the, the go route doesn't matter if, if your offensive line can't hold up for four seconds, which most of them don't, you got to figure out. And I think we'll talk about a guy, you know, I'm, I'm assuming in a couple of weeks, Justin Herbert, who figured it out immediately, like I need to, I need to deliver this ball. I need to get this ball out of my hand while the guys are moving forward and then let that receiver that we pay $10 million, you know, do his job. So I think Lawrence learned a lot last year. I have no problem with letting him play like he did. We, we said it a million times. They let him play to lose the games. They did not care if they lost a the game, go out there and play the game. Like, you know, like we want to play it. We're not trying to make the playoffs here. And I think it will benefit him going into this season. I also think getting a guy like Doug Peterson. Sure. Who sure. Turned Carson Wentz into a hall of, or not a hall of famer, but an MVP. For, for I mean, a season he did. I mean, we now look at it. You're like, we should put <laughs> Doug Peterson in the hall of fame just for doing that. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But I think what Doug is good at is finding the quarterback's playing to their strengths and kind of varying away from their their weaknesses. And, I, again, I do think another year in the league, you just naturally get better. The, the more you do something, Jeff, the more, the more you podcast, the better you get at being a podcaster. Yeah. The more you lift weights, the stronger you get. The more you 
play in the league and the more you understand the speed of the game and how things work, the better you're going to be. Even if you're out of the league in three years, you're better than you were year one. Like it's yeah. just, it's just how it is. As long well, as you're willing to put in the work and Lawrence has to build off that last game of the year because that last game of the year, he looked like the guy everybody said he was. He went 11 of 11 for his first 11 passes and two touchdowns. That number sticks in my head every day that I go to sleep (laughs) at night. So, yes, he was 11 of 11 for his first 11 passes and two touchdowns. And this is a guy who completed, had the worst completion percentage (laughs) in the league. I think he has to build off. I think he can build off of that. And I think the Jags will find a way to build off of that and, and he'll have a successful year this year. And I think the Jags are going to win more games than people give him credit for. Well, let's say this too, in the common denominator here between we're, we're up to like our, basically our first 10 quarterbacks we've talked about so far, plus some extras, it's all pre-snap. A lot of this is pre-snap stuff. Yep. Like we talked about Justin Fields, like a ton, he needs a ton to learn pre-snap, which is the hardest thing to do in the NFL. And it was also what separates the, the guys like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady from the Kirk Cousins and, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is that pre-snap read. And Lawrence, the pre-snap last year was awful. And most of that is coaching. Like, you have to be taught that. And this is what you bring up on Peterson. But I will say that the, that his pre-snap stuff was, you know, just awful. It was and, – and Trubisky you talked about when he was in Chicago, the same thing. Like, no recognition of the defense whatsoever. And, you know, and Fields is struggle with that. So, that's, that's the common theme here is – you know, you you have to you have to determine what the defense is doing and not the other way around. And until you do that, you're not going to be a good playoff quarterback. Yeah, I agree completely. Quarterback number 21, <laughs> the quarterback of the New York Giants. The Jets. Uh, Mike Jets, my bad. Mike Greenberg's favorite team, Rich Eisen's <laughs> favorite team, the New York Jets. Zach Wilson. Where do I begin with Zach? I have no idea where you begin with. I, this is one of the most perplexing quarterbacks on, on the list. To me. Let's, let's start with the positives. The guy makes wow throws. Like I'm talking. I, I don't want to say this. I know it's going to get clipped. And I'm going to get abused verbally for saying this, but. He makes throws that are on the same level as Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. He does. I mean, his arm talent's that good, the different angles, being able to scramble out of the pocket, throw the ball 64 yards down the field with a flick of a wrist is unbelievable. But then you got games like New England where it looks like him and Sam Darnold swapped brains and he was seeing ghost out (laughs) on three – he threw like three picks in the first quarter or something like that. I think he threw six for the game. Listen, it's the same story that we have at 22 and 23. Yep. You got to be able to read the defense. He's a rookie. I can't blame him for it. You know, he is still learning. He did come from BYU, which is another reason I don't like these non-Power 5 schools, but that's a different story for a, for a different – that's a different debate for a different time. But you talk about, like, Zach Wilson, and I think out of the previous two guys I've mentioned – and out of the – there's only one rookie left to be mentioned, and we all know who I'm talking about. And out of all five or six of the guys that made my list, 
Zach Wilson's the one, in my opinion, under most pressure to next next year. Oh, say, really? I say that because they got him his guy in Garrett Wilson. They went and got him some more talent in free agency. They got him running backs. They got him whatever he needed to help build a team that could win seven or eight games next year. And if they fall apart, it starts and ends with number two taking snaps, in my opinion. I think he's got to get better at reading defenses. He's got to quit. Listen, he's got to quit playing small. And I understand he is short, but you got to stand in there for that extra second, like we talked about with Baker Mayfield. And you got to be able to stand in there, know that linebacker is breathing down your neck, make that throw, take the hit, and keep moving because that's what the big boys do. And that's how you get inside the top 15 and top 10 and, and eventually win a Super Bowl because that's what all the guys in the top 10 and, and all of them do. Well, that's true, too. And, and Wilson's a guy that, you know, and all of these guys, all these young guys, but he's, you know, another guy that they let him go last year. They're like, we know we're going to be terrible. We know we're going to lose games. Go have fun, throw it around. And a lot of times you'll, they'll, you'll see these, this is where I, this is where, you know, me and you defer on Wilson. I agree with how his last season went, but I also have seen this so many times to where they're like, go out, have fun. We're not worried about the interceptions, let it loose, have a great time. And then we'll figure it out later. But then just like you said, when it comes to the next year to where like, okay, you, we've got to run, you know, a system. Now we're going to try, now we're going to try and win some of these games. Then it's like, can you bring the, can you reel that in? Can he not, because there's a lot of times where sometimes just don't throw the ball. Like if it's going to be a 50, 50 ball, just don't throw it. Give your, give your defense a chance to, to do something or, or check it down to a running back or something, you know, the really, really, really great quarterbacks figure that out. And I think sometimes letting these quarterbacks just, just have at it for a year is misleading. Can, can it be reeled back in? Um, you know, there's a, you, you famously, you know, preach this about Jameis Winston. Like, can you correct, like, can you change the DNA of a quarterback? And this is what I worry about Wilson, you know, can coming in the next season is, can he be like, Oh, okay. Now I can totally change. Like, you know, can I forget that, that, you know, in, in a half second, you know, I might be able to throw a 60 yard touchdown pass and go ahead and turn over here and throw to my tight end and get five yards and get and get to second and five you know can you fix that and that's always the question with these quarterbacks me personally i think wilson's more of a oh we'll just say quote-unquote gunslinger i think he's a guy that you know can put can put up some stats i i didn't see that last year to where this season in particular that he can reel it in i think this is almost a situation to where we're going to be like now that we're look, focusing a little more on the Jets and we think they can win seven games, that now we're going to be like start – now is when we start chipping away. Now we start critiquing, and now we start oh, – wait a minute. You can't throw that interception like, you know, late in the game, you know, and that. So I think Wilson actually sort of takes a step back, maybe not as far as like talent-wise, but as far as, you know, quarterbacking-wise. So that's why – that's why I would probably – in my mind, I would have probably flipped – I think Wilson, I think that's where I think Trubisky jumps ahead of Wilson, in my opinion, in going into this season. You may be right though. Like this kid might be like, okay, now it's time to focus. And, you know, and, and he'll get it done. I hope so, because when you talk about top end talent, like top end talent, like I said, this guy, this guy makes throws like 
Jordan Love and and all these other guys. And I love Jordan Love. I don't I don't know if you if you went back far enough to listen to my podcast when Jordan Love was coming out, but I was all over Jordan. I had him above guys like Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I I had him above. I believe I had him above Tua. Could be wrong, but I had him above both of those guys because I thought what he can do throwing the football was Mahomes esque, and that's what I think. The same thing with Zach Wilson is what he does with the football is Josh Allen and Mahomes-esque. But the question becomes, you know, how much farther into the development are you going to get next season to being that quarterback you need to be and the Jets really need you to be? I'm not sure. I'm not saying he's dumb. I mean, this guy went to BYU. I'm not saying he's he's dumb by any means. But what I am saying is, this is a guy last year who made a lot of dumb, yeah. dumb decisions. And you looked at it and you were like, why did you even, why did that ball leave your hand in that direction? I'm not saying he's dumb, but I'm saying there's a lot of decisions he's got to justify making this year that he did yeah. not have to justify next year. That, that's exactly or last what I'm year. saying too. And, 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 and again, you just brought it up. We talk about the Josh Allen step, which is rare to take in football to take that step that Josh Allen did. But well, his was slow though, Jeff, his was slow. Because the first year he served more of the, he could run, run with the football. Don't really throw it. Type a little more conservative. The second yeah. year it was, let's throw it a little bit more. Let's throw it a little bit more, but keep winning with your feet. The third year it was, let's unleash you. Now everyone thinks it's a, it's a fluke. And then the fourth year he comes out, we unleash yeah. him again. And everyone's like, this guy's the top quarterback in the league. Yeah. That, and that's why like Wilson, I, I don't know which direction he's going to go. He might be like a Herbert and it's to where like, it's only going to get better. I hope but, so. But but in my mind, and I don't mean like forever, but like I see it more of a Winston thing as to where, you know, you if you still keep making the decisions, it's accentuated when you have a good team. I think Wilson's I a good two. quarterback. I think Wilson, you know, I I it's I hate to say, it, but it is a knock when these guys are a little bit of a smaller player because just like we talked about Baker Mayfield, um, you know, Tua. any of these any Tua, like the hits just mean more. Um, you know that every tackle you know, means a little bit more. Wilson is a, you know, a slight guy, uh, kind of like a, a golf, like he's, you know, he's like a Jared golf, you know, type guy to where, you know, you, you, you don't want him getting hit back there. So do, do I think Wilson's the starting quarterback in the NFL? Yes, absolutely. Uh, do I think this is the year that he takes the next, next step? I really don't. Well, Jeff, that's it. 24 <laughs> through 21 next week, we cracked the top 20. The top 20. There's going to be, I think, a couple shockers. I think one guy you're going to be surprised to have that high considering my history with this guy. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Um, But real quick, Jeff, before you go, let's do – I want to introduce something new to the podcast. I have these right here. It's a total football trivia. I'm in. I am in. So I'm going to do a couple trivia questions and let's see if you can guess the answer. Sound good? I, th- I think it sounds like the greatest thing that's happened to me in podcasting. All right. Who's the first, who was the first ever non-quarterback to throw 10 touchdown passes in their career? Oh my good. Oh, in their career. Yes. Oh my gosh. It had to be a wide receiver. Um, yeah, I bet he played for the Patriots. My goodness. Non. 
Brian, no, no, wait, Brian Mitchell, Washington Redskins, Washington no. football team. No. No. Dang it. I'll give you one more guess. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a New England Patriot that would have been. Uh, no, nah, man, I don't know. Um, Marshall Falk. No, it was Frank Gifford. <laughs> no, Frank Gifford. Yeah. 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 Frank Gifford from a long, yeah. long time ago. Newark right, Giants. One more, Jeff, and then we'll, we'll wrap her up. In what year was the first Super Bowl? Oh, the year? Yeah. Oh, what year was it played or the team? The year it was played was 67. The 66 Correct. Packers. The 66 Packers were the first Correct. winner. It was 1967 was the answer. Yeah, yeah. January so we'll, 1967. Uh, we'll ask some more questions. Packers-Raiders. We'll ask some more questions. The famous Max McGee game on a hangover. That's true. That's true. We'll ask more questions when you come back next week. We'll we'll end we'll end pods with that coming up from now on. I also have a basketball trivia as well, but since it's a football show, we're gonna do football trivia. I love it. But uh Jeff, real quick before we wrap her up, as always, plug your podcast and your Twitter and everything else that you're doing because you're a busy guy. <laughs> yeah it's it's the off season so i'm a little less busy but of course go to off the ball network check out everything everybody's doing uh check out the podcast the off the ball network podcast anywhere you get your podcast uh, a lot of stuff going over there and you can find me at j hunt 006 on twitter um you know i love to interact with everybody talk football we're only like 75 days away from ohio state football which is just insane right now um it, it I'm, I'm so pumped up for it. shows like this really get me get yo get the blood boiling so i want to thank uh stewart for having me on again um i, I want more trivia i could sit here for two hours and do uh football <laughs> uh, trivia i i could too me and my roommate and best friend slash best friend we when i first got those we did that for like three nights we were just sitting there trivia. so i want to know the all-time non-quarterback touchdown list that that's what that's i'm going to dig into that because that's, that's, that's a great it's a great idea Jeff, I have one more question for you before I let Antoine you go. Antoine Randall. I should have said Antoine Randall. That's a good one. Wait a minute. Where do we put Cordell Stewart slash? Like some of his touchdowns was a wide receiver, but a lot of them were as a wide or as a quarterback. Uh, that's, I don't know that's what we true. do with Cordell Stewart. All right, Jeff, I'm going to ask you this because I are you starting to get like jitters? Like you're not really an NFL. Like you are an NFL fan. You're a Dolphins fan. But I would say to compare your fandom to my Colts fandom, I would say it's more of Ohio state. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's not, even are close. you start? are you starting to get those? Like, Oh yeah. I'm, right I'm right around I, the corner. I, I'm ready to fight everyone at <laughs> any second of any day. I am so ready for, uh, sort of ready for, I mean, Ohio state football first game, Notre Dame. It's not like we're not easing into this season. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah, it's the, the buzz is starting around here in Ohio. That's, it's one of these things like I don't know if it's like this in NFL cities, but, you know, when you walk into a place and you see somebody like it's it's getting to that point to where the first question is about the Buckeyes or like, hey, what do you think about this or what do you think? And that becomes the conversation and it kind of keeps building and building. And then a few weeks before the game, that's all you talk about with anybody you see like anybody. So we're it, it is starting to get to that point to where you're getting a lot of, hey, you know, what do you, what do you think about the season, you know? And that's when the hair starts standing on the back of my neck and I start looking a little closer and start digging into this and start getting a little nervous. And 
So yes, it is that time right, of year. So this is the final question, I promise. But when uh when when are we getting the 2022 debut episode of Buckeye Remix? Oh man, that's a, that's a great question. Um, uh, that usually I will probably do a pre I will probably do a preseason breakdown um of the hype and um of everything going forward because I am not as optimistic about this season as most Ohio State fans are because I watched last season. So uh me and Jay Stevens, you know, I you know I'm on the locked on Buckeyes. You say they didn't watch last season? Yeah, they didn't watch last season. I'm like, (laughs) you know, everybody's like, oh, we're walking to the national championship game. I'm like, I don't know. We lost to Oregon last year. We lost to Michigan last year. Like why why are we 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 it took it took um it took everything we had to beat Utah in, in a Rose Bowl. I'm like, you think we're ready for Alabama? And it took everything we had to beat Utah in a Rose Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not saying I don't see the talent on the field, but I'm not crazy. Like it wasn't a great season. We had a there was a lot of tough games for High State last year. So do I do I recognize that they could be great? Yes. Do I have any reason to overlook uh, Notre Dame week one? No, absolutely not. They had a great yeah, season do. too. Yeah, they had a great season. They're overrated. I've been on that bandwagon. I've been on the they're overrated stance for going almost a decade now. Yeah, but they were good last year. That's all I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying Minnesota. You guys went by forty. Minnesota takes us out game one last year if that if that kid doesn't rupture his achilles that's that's what i'm saying Ohio so, state wins by 40 <laughs> you know what that's fine i'll take that that's what i'm <laughs> saying i'm just not as optimistic so yeah so probably I'll a have to have you back on later sometime on. in august sometime in i'm august, gonna have to have you back on to talk about college about ohio state uh i plan on doing can we talk about some other school that i yeah we can talk about other college football as well i'm gonna have zach mckinnell on just about every other week starting right after we're done with the quarterback rankings to kind of vamp up the college football season and then it's going to be a college football season it is it is the wild west he's the joel clatt to my calling he's the best he's the best so me me and him go at it we don't always see eye to eye he somehow likes those smaller schools and i think they deserve to be where they are but that's okay yeah we'll talk about that when college football season comes but jeff again thank you for coming on thank you for doing this we'll be back next week with quarterbacks 20 19 18 and 17 we're getting into playoff quarterbacks now i'm gonna get a lot of smack on this list here, here's what i'll say about next week one of these quarterbacks is going to make the playoffs like that's where we're at with quarterback one of these quarterbacks that you pick next week i'm predicting will make the playoffs i think i have a lot of questions to answer quarterback number 17 just remember that one but is it tim tebow <laughs> no that he's no, in my top okay. 10 tight ends <laughs> but all right Everybody, thank you for listening. Have a good day, good night, good afternoon, whatever it is. You have a good one. We'll see you next week.